はいコロナウイルス、ボンボンボンボン、2020ボンボンボンボン、エディション、Here we are again。Hope everyone's doing better. It seems like maybe the bad times are over with. Maybe we're getting somewhere clear. Who knows? Maybe we're accepting defeat. <laughs> maybe we're, we got got, dude, we got got by a virus, bro. We got got at the fucking grocery. At the, Not even a human being.、Station. That's true. They scanned those Budweiser. You couldn't,、nitros. we couldn't get the nitros. Those are the best beers. Nitro, number one beer in America. If you were subscribed to the Patreon, you would know. We just recorded our first full Patreon episode. Now that we got this recorder, we're knocking them out every week. If you want to hear a secret episode every fucking week, you patreon.com backslash death metal detectives. Not dicks, detectives. It's a whole different one, five bucks a month.、Uh, no burps. If you don't want to hear burps, You gotta subscribe to Patreon. I don't think that's true. <laughs> If you don't want to hear Birch, you gotta subscribe to Patreon. Extra fucking episode every single goddamn week for your nuts and your dick and your pussy and your brain. That's what we're doing here this week on Death Metal Detectives. We're diving into a wild one, an unsolved mystery. Charles Frederick Rogers. An American seismologist, pilot, and suspected murderer, Rogers disappeared in June 1965 after police had discovered the dismembered bodies of his elderly parents in the refrigerator of his Houston home, all three shared, in what the media later dubbed the Icebox Murders. This one's a good one. Did that, how was that Unsolved Mystery Guy impression? <laughs> Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, I'm a fag. Why and how? <laughs> Dude, that shit scared the fuck out、oh、of me. Oh my god. Dude, t h o s alien one cooked my mind. The alien one? And then one time, me and Seth, my buddy Seth, were watching、uh, the one about angels. Yeah. The angel one's scary? Correct. They did one on spontaneous combustion. Yeah. So, and the lady was just taking a shit. The middle of the night, 1993. Elaine Patz sits on her toilet to cleanse her colon of the sins of the day. As she plunks and plops, along came an explosion. Why and how, nobody knows. It remains an unsolved mystery. I remember watching that, and then X Files would come on, and then you'd go, Christ, This is all fucking real. They would make a pretend show about it, but there's a real one about it. They really, blur, they really blur the goddamn lines, man. Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, I've been having sex with a space creature. I'm fucked up. You、I'm、are. I'm so fucking obliterated. Yeah. Right now. Dude, you've been drinking. Is it raining? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I like it cool, man. We got a new layer to record in, dude. I got a home gym. It's tight, man. And we're just recording inside of it. That's what life is all about. But yeah, here we are, dude. And on top of this shit, being certified nanners just as is, because it's an unsolved case that we can solve pretty easily, it touches tipsy tails with the JFK assassination. Tipsies. How many fucking times do you get a rub knobs with JFK assassinations? Tailsies. 1942, Charles Rogers had enrolled at Texas A&M University. He would drop out shortly after that and move to the University of Houston. That's where he earned a bachelor's of science degree in nuclear physics. During World War II, Rogers was a pilot in the U.S. Navy and he also served in the Office of Naval Intelligence. That's going to tip you off right there.、Yep. Where do CIA people come from? Well, sure, but intelligence officers are the number one candidates. That's. <laughs> Tonight on InfoWars, you want gay sex? He has a penis. <laughs> Lawlessness, gay sex, and more gay sex. <laughs> I know. I know one thing. This. It、is bullshit. bullshit. You're too drunk for this podcast, man.、No. Time to face the facts. We're going to get our dick sucked this week. Did you steal that from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, dude? What? 
Getting your dick sucked to smithereens? <laughs> I didn't. Did you see somebody post that? I've never that? seen that show. Dude. Yeah, me either. But he was like... He I, can, saw, I saw somebody post it in the group, and I was and like, that dude Damn. was like, he could lick my butt. <laughs> Tell him he could lick my butt to smithereens. And that, <laughs> that's cool, man. No, I've never seen that show. I need to watch it, I guess. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great quote. Cool, you lick my butt to smithereens. Anywho, yeah, so he was a naval officer, and that's what I'm saying, dude. Intelligence officers. That sounds sketchy. Sounds dicey. You're not supposed to be smart and in the military. And intelligence never just means smart. Dude, I went on a deep, deep Epstein dive this week, and I should not have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely should not have. Uh, salute to Tim Dillon. I was listening to his podcast. He had a guest on. I think it was Wendy Wee or something like that. And she has dedicated her entire life to chasing down what actually happened in Epstein. And she had had a phone conversation with like one of the most popular, not popular, that's a dumb word for it, one of the most openly spoken to girls that had been abused by Epstein. Dude. And in the phone conversation, she, she said that she saw at least five different girls a day on this private island. And they abused, they they kidnapped a lot of girls from the Philippines. Sure. God damn it, dude. Yeah. What a I, fucking nightmare. I can tell you from... from. Uh, but you know, just Lane Maxwell is still just out. Yeah. They're not even trying. Well, I can tell you from different things I've set in for trainings. Uh, I've actually had... Trains the people from the CIA. And yo, we're not on a wild tangent right no, now. No, no, this, no. this is this re- this relates this, to this it case because we're talking about CIA shit. And Epstein was a hundred percent a CIA Mossad asset. Uh, I've sat in on trains with uh, people that were from the Central Intelligence Agency and FBI and other government agencies where they actually hunt down child predators. Yeah, and they were talking about the Philippines and Thailand and like there's actual menus in Thailand. Yeah, where they can explain in English like. This is how it costs them like three bucks to get their dick sucked by a fucking eight year old. God damn. So it's, it's insane because the, but again, the whole gag, the reason why this was all an intelligence operative is that they would, Epstein would convince these young girls to come with him. He was going to give them a better life. And then he would film politicians, bankers, billionaires, Stephen Hawking's Bill Gates, having sexual relations with these young children and then he would have his own file on blackmail on each one of them. So he was in the same level of, of important that they were. And it wasn't like it was a Epstein-only operation. Epstein was just a worker. He was just charming. He well, was I just know a, the Clintons were involved. Okay, dude, everyone Trump? was involved. Okay. Everyone was involved. Yeah. Stephen Hawking. The, no one's innocent. Man, God, dude. Can you imagine, like, the big bucks is a fucking... Jack that slobber-headed fuck's dick. I need to orgasm ASAP. That's crazy. I have been holding nut in for so long. Then nothing comes to my mind when I look at him sexually. At all. I have been dreaming of pussy in space, and I cannot get that. So please, allow me to have sex with a child. If you think about it, the Earth is millions of years old. So technically, we are all pedophiles. Most fucking hammerheads have a fucking handler. Yeah. They do. They all. Everyone like the ins and outs. Yeah, that guy's got a handler, dude. Yeah, and somebody handled him because of money. The ins and outs of uh, conspiracy theories, and it just it drives you insane. It drives me insane because it's like, okay, we're dealing with all this virus shit, and I'm not like there's no way in any rational world that I believe that something like five G causes virus. No, that's crazy. But dude, a year ago on Rogan, Alex Jones was like. Once this gets installed, there's going to be a global pandemic exactly one year from now. And it fucking happened. I can't deal with I mean, it, dude. dude. I can't deal with it. They talk about fucking cell phone towers affecting human behavior. Woo. I mean, it's documented. That's what's crazy to me. Like, I don't even want to believe this shit. I don't want to believe any of it at oh, all. But man, just, I just want to live. But shit life. like what we're about to talk about, it just it stacks up. Yeah. And it, it mounts against... Your conception of what is logical. Conspiracy theories aren't logical. But when events like what we're about to talk about happen and they're documented and they're known about, I mean, you're about to hear somebody completely get away with murder. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. I do know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm going to die tonight. (laughs) I got one. Fart holes. (laughs) This is like a fucking, you know, I love you. 
I don't love your fucking hole. Yeah. Your hole punishes <laughs> yeah. me. And it should be the other way around where I should punish it. You can't. If you let me, I would just fuck You're a bottom, really. dude. I'll, In this, I'm, you got big bottom energy. Nah, nah, nah. I'll take it I'd from fight you. you. You might. You, you might lose, take though. it. But I'm I'm gonna fucking squeeze your peppers, dude. <laughs> That's why you're a bottom, dude. I'm gonna grab your fucking nuts. You're an aggressive bottom, dude. Yeah, I am. you're a power bottom, bro. I am a power fucking bottom. Exactly. But That's you, what I'm getting I'm at. Not, but I can't have him a whole fucked with, dude. I will fucking pencil sharpen your shit. <laughs> if you got a number eight, I'm number two in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're squeezing it in half. It's going away. <laughs> I'm gonna do it to where it ain't got no lead. <laughs> Squeeze your dick off. All right, man. But yeah, this shit's crazy, and it goes back so far, dude. I mean, we're about to get into some shit in the 1940s and 50s up to the 60s for the whole deal. And it doesn't make it, it's illogical. Dude, do not pee over there. What are you looking for? Why are you pacing when we're doing a podcast? All right, well, the point is, we're, we're talking about and it, it, it just never ends, and it never begins. It's always been a conspiracy about everything since the fucking beginning of time. And it makes my brain hurt. So we're talking about this guy right now, Charles Frederick Rogers, a.k.a. Charles Rogers. I mean, we'll just take his middle name out for brevity's sake. So you just had to think about this career trajectory. World War II, he was a pilot, and he got into naval intelligence. And in World War II, dude, pilots were seriously in combat all the time. There was dogfights, planes fighting with each other in the sky, sinking each other, shooting people down. The most common number of prisoners of war came from from pilots getting shot down. And then after the war, he ended up being a seismologist, which I'm sure you understand this already, but that's who measures seismic activity in the earth, you know, volcanoes, earthquakes, any type of shift in tectonic plates. That's who does it. Most of the time they work for oil companies, just like Charles Rogers worked for Shell Oil. He had a nine-year career in 1957, he quit his job. And this is a hard job to get. This is a thoroughly scientific career that you have to have a chain of getting into, of networking, like, you know, being in the Navy, being a decorated pilot, being able to go to college after that and get the type of deep skull and bone sort of connections to get this high-paying, prestigious job. In 1957, quit. Zero explanation. That doesn't ever happen. There's always a reason. Maybe you went to a different company. This is the type of job that people intend on spending their whole life at. They work for it. They get it. No one quits it. Friends and associates of Rogers would later say he was highly intelligent and had a talent for finding gas and oil and gold for companies that he worked for. He also spoke seven languages. And, of course, he had an interest in ham radios. Ham radios? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where you just get on a radio and you try to dial into the frequency of a big lady, and then you go, pork her out. I was like, my hams, beers, or you just shotgun them from your ear, dude? Oh, yeah. You get you put your antenna up and put a ham in your ear? Loud and clear. Ham in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> in the mid-1950s, Charles had joined the Civil Air Patrol. That's where he met a guy named David Ferreri. He was an alleged conspirator in the assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. That's not the type of friend you just make, brother. There has to be a connection. In 1965, Rogers was unemployed and living with his elderly parents. How does that happen? A decorated veteran, a seismologist. I mean, back in those days, dude, that's a six-figure career in the 60s. Six figures in the 60s is seven figures today. This is a rich guy. Gave it all up and moved in with his parents. Fred Christopher, born 1884, and his mom, Edwina Rogers, born October 1892. He lived in the Montrose neighborhood of Houston, which I understand now is the gay district. Yeah. Well, they also didn't have a full understanding of post-traumatic stress disorder. They called it shell shock back then. Which, if you have post-traumatic stress disorder, I do, um, depending on the the frequency and how long you go through it without medication, it can make you crazier and crazier. Coot. Uh, and the trauma, depending on the trauma, like, you know, it could be some shit like somebody's head blows off their body and then you fucking like catch it and suck the blood out of the head or some shit. Delicious. Maybe, you know, like a crab cake. I don't think you can get PTSD for getting gunfights on planes. Do you know how much fun that sounds like? Well, maybe not, but like, you gotta think they were armed. You know, before the, before they even hit the ground, just in case. 
because they prepare for that too. You know, it's like despite all my rage, I am still sucking dick in a plane. That'd be cool, man. Have you heard dick sucking on a plane? I've never sucked a dick in my life. That's good. Yeah. Neither have I. Have you had your dick sucked on a plane? Nope. What a fucking cool time that would be. Oh, yeah. No, there's nothing there. I farted so loud so many times, I didn't put the mic there, but that one. Yeah, so, you know it's going to be bad. Ooh, it's very bad. Yeah. It's very bad. You guys are out here talking about somebody's <laughs> death. And you're talking about these old people dying and you just crap your shorts. Dude, old people are going left and right right now, bro. Yeah, dude, they are. See ya. I can't wait to the housing market. Later, open. bitch. You going to get a house? Yeah. You think Fuck so? It. Yeah, yeah. We already got money saved. But you got bad credit, dude. That don't mean shit. It does. Now, my credit's actually not bad now. Now it's Well, your wife's got bad credit. No, we both got good credit right now. What's the number? We're at 625. That ain't good. That's That's not bad. Okay. That's what it takes to get a house. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I hope you do. Buy the house. Buy a house next to me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the one next to you until somebody crapped it up. There's more. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. The street behind us, there's like four for sale. Yeah, really. I don't want to be anywhere near this shithole. Why not? It's not a shithole. What? What is across the street? Don't make me say it. It's not bad, dude. No, I know, man. I love this place, man. I don't know. I feel like the country might be better. For who? Me. Come on, man. I don't want neighbors, dude. You barely have any. Yeah, but I don't want people coming and knocking on my door. It ain't going to happen. Okay. Come and knock on my door. I don't want want to talk to nobody. We won't talk to the Jews. Yeah, I mean, you do live in a Jewish neighborhood. Is that true? Yeah. Whoa. I've seen a lot of yarmulkes. <laughs> I miss the rain here in my yarmulke. Anyway, I'm This is around. who causes all the problems of the world. <laughs> Me? Juice. Hey, man. <laughs> just people kidding. are people are Dude, I saw some of those signs in those protests last week. There's, man, what the fuck is wrong with America? Dude? I have no idea, dude. You just you can't get anything right for anybody. All no one's these, happy. All these people that prepped for like I can live in this place for ten months before I gotta leave, and yeah. I got tons of ammo. That's cool, but I need my hair cut right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like dude, goddamn preppers man. suck, man, for the most part. But yeah, protesting a virus is crazy. It's but dude, this shit. <laughs> this shit sounds like a soft queef. <laughs> I queef, dude. Yeah, you fucking put that right I have to up. poop, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah, poop. Yeah, I know. I, know. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking pushing air around your fucking shit turds. Huh? Yeah, but anyway, back to ham radios. That is, you know what a ham radio is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one. You really did? Yeah, because I did Boy Scouts when I was a kid. And God, we used to make those damn, crystal of radios. Course, dude. And then we had a ham radio, which is just like the fucking Boy Scout leader's dick. So... Yeah, yeah, they'll make you suck them. I mean, basically, you know, you're just doing low key. It's like original podcasting, kind of. But you can communicate with other ham radios. You can interview each other. But yeah, it, it's like conspiracy theorists. Um, Bill Cooper had a ham radio. Like they're all on the ham radio shit. In the mid 1950s, he joined the Civil Air Patrol. Well, I already talked about this. Sorry, he met. But it's important to remember before we ramble a little bit. This is where he met David Faree, who was an Conspirator in the assassination of JFK. 1965, again, this dude has already gone into being a loser fucking back at home. That's where we said it's probably PTSD related. Everyone described him as reclusive. Rogers was reported to have communicated with his parents by notes slipped under the door. That's for sure weird. That's some PTSD shit. Yeah, he doesn't want to be seen by anybody. He doesn't want to be around human beings. He doesn't want to get triggered. Well, because, man, like loud noises. um, As somebody who's got it, man, like my kids, they both have ADHD and they're real loud. It drives me crazy. And it's not anything that they're doing. It's because I'm like looking for the threat. I'm losing it. You know, I'll be like, yo, you guys got to be quiet. And they don't understand. And I don't want to tell them like, hey, I'm crazy. <laughs> you yeah. know? But, like, but listen, his neighbors didn't even know that he lived there because he would leave the house before dawn and he didn't return till dark. The people across the street from me, the guy that we were like, blue jeans, blue shirt, you a fucking smurf. Yeah. That guy's son lives at home. 
He's like in his 30s, and he has a friend that lives there, too, that's like in his 60s. That place next door is a nightmare, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. They're making some gay porn. Dude, something weird is going on. Because that guy's like in his 30s. Him and his dad drive the same type of truck, like the exact same make and model. They hang out together. They work on like classic cars in the garage and shit. But his son's just like a doofy looking fat fuck. They work together, too, man. Hell yeah. What's happening over there, you think? They're having gay sex. Yeah, with their dad. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, you remind me of my dad? Come on over and we'll fuck my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I want to see It's all that. bad, dude. You yeah, think they're filming? Something's happening Let's over go over there. there and talk to him. Something's happening. I'm going we should, <laughs> He should interview him. I want to know. I'll be right it, it, it really. finish this up. I'll be right <laughs> okay, over there it, and talk to It him. surely freaks me out, man. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> it smells terrible in that house. But, dude, I know he lives there. These na- 60-year-old spunk. There's a dude, yeah, there's like a 60-year-old dude that lives there. He looks like Jackie's dad. He drives like a little construction truck. It's weird over there, man. It's there's very weird. There's a lot of spunk. Yeah, it's very weird. It's a happy household. Because you know those three dudes are so horny, man. Spunk. And his wife is gross. Do you think they're all, what they're all gang-fucking the mom, dude? That'd be crazy. And she deserves it. She's disgusting. What's she look like? Like a fat, fat Peggy Hill. She got the high-waisted jeans? Yeah. With a pooch? Yeah. Peggy Hill hair. Yeah. Fuck those sugar cookies in my mouth I baked today. <laughs> I, I hate it over there. But, yeah, but any, I would love to know that he didn't live there like this. But the neighbors had no idea that he even lived there because he was always out before they work up and back after they went to bed. June 23rd, 1965, two Houston police officers were made to force their way into the Rogers' home after Edwina's nephew, Marvin, reported that his phone calls to his aunt went unanswered for almost a week. Upon entering the home, police found nothing unusual, but noticed food sitting on the dining room table. One officer opened the refrigerator and found what appeared to be numerous cuts of washed, unwrapped meat neatly stacked on shelves. How do you know what washed meat looks like? You're just like, clearly somebody washed this meat. Well, I mean, I mean, blood sprays. But if you had like six steaks on top of each other in the fridge, unwrapped, that's weird enough. Have you ever watched them get cut, though? In real life, like watch them get cut? No, no, no. I mean, there was a meatpacking plant right next to my parents' house. Yeah. And I wanted to get a job there so bad. Why? Because of metal? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, man. And uh, they were making dogs in there, dude. And Making uh, oh hot dogs, like hot dogs. Yeah. I was like, "What? How do you make a dog, hey, dude?" Blood sprays. Woo! And I went in there because I was like, because they made us wear the fucking gown and the mask and shit. Yeah. And dude, when they kill animals, dude, it's insane because it's it's like a Gallagher show. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucking nuts, dude. I'm Y'all never, ready like, to slash some cows? That's when I went through my like, I'm a vegetarian face, because <laughs> dude, it's crazy. They hang them upside down and cut them. Damn, cattle decap. Crazy. Dude. That's what happened to them, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, whoa, this is fucking nuts. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so, they, you know, that's something that they noted, seeing that. Again, I don't know what wash meat looks like, but that's something they noted stacked on shelves. The officers would later recall that though the meat was stacked, they thought that it was a butchered hog because there was so much of it. And this was, you know, this is back in the day in Texas where people would have like a full killed hog in their refrigerator, but it was unwrapped. It was just meat chilling in the refrigerator. So like, yeah, he must have just killed a hog. As the officer was getting clo- was closing the door, he then noticed, dude, and just imagine being a cop, you're like trying to check it out, like looking at it, like, oh, it's just some meat that's not so weird. And then you look down again, you notice two human heads visible through the clear glass of the vegetable bin. I just like that he stuffed them in like that. Like, man, I need these to be a little bit colder. Did you than the imagine rest of them. like talking to your parents like, "Hey, I'm gonna oh. shave your head." Yeah, you shave your parents' head, and like, I'm gonna cut your head off. Yeah, if and you're gonna give me head. Well, man, if that guy would have fucked, he got head from the heads, dude. Think about it. Did he really? Had to have. Wouldn't you? If you're gonna chop them off, dude, wouldn't you get sucked by it? But you know what, man, I'm sitting here thinking like, yo, that like that's cool and everything, but like. You remember how the WWF had that character Al Snow? Yeah, yeah. 
Edgar Al Brown. <laughs> For so much, dude. That was like a character completely based around just making a joke about getting head. Because he had a mannequin head was his whole that was his whole yeah, thing. Yeah. That was the only thing he had going. And his entrance music would go, What does everybody want? Head. What does everybody need? Head. And I didn't get it at all. Yeah. But then one day when someone called Get Your Dick Sucked Head, I, it all clicked. Yeah, sure. Like as soon as I heard I was like, What's head? And they're like, you know, getting head on your dick. I was like, you know, like getting your dick sucked. I was like, Oh, head. Al Snow. <laughs> But you know, I'm sitting here thinking like maybe this is not him doing it. The guy or Al Snow? The guy. Yeah. Al Snow might have done it. <laughs> yeah. Al Snow did it, dude. A CIA approved. A CIA. He, he definitely was, dude. He was a wrestler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The heads in the vegetable bin were those of Fred and Edwina Rogers. What the officer initially thought was unwrapped cuts of hog meat turned out to be the couple's dismembered arms and torsos. Now, this is a death metal song. Police would later discover the couple's organs in a nearby sewer, which had been removed, cut up, and flushed down the toilet. Again, that is a fucking porno grind song. Yeah. Other remains of the bodies never found, probably eaten. Police determined that Fred and Edwina had been killed on June 20th, Father's Day, what a gift. He's a good son. He killed his father's wife, but then also the father. An autopsy showed that Fred had been killed by blows to the head with a claw hammer. His eyes had been completely gouged out and his genitals had been removed. Edwina had been shot execution style back of the head. Police further said that the bodies were dismembered in the upstairs bathroom by a person with some knowledge of anatomy. There was very little blood in the house, and it appeared to have been thoroughly cleaned after the murders. While little blood was found, the little blood that was found led to Charles Rogers' bedroom. I'm telling you, he fucked those heads. He had to have. He took them to his bedroom, and he fucked them. There, police found a blood-stained keyhole but saw no trace of Rogers himself. A search for Rogers was launched, and a warrant was issued for him as a material witness to the crime. He was never, ever found. Ever. To this day. They found his parents in the fucking cool box. That sounds like a central intelligence agency hit. Yeah, it definitely does. That's such a wild thing to happen. No one would do that. Blood is really hard to clean up. Yes, Nobody that's not a professional can do it. Yeah, even if you're a professional, it's hard to do. Even if I could clean up your blood. You know how to clean clean blood up? With my dick. Definitely not. You sure? Your dick's dirty. Yeah. That thing's been in some bad shit. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad shit. Yeah. Has your dick real cold? Yeah. Like water? Yeah. No. Cold water will clean (laughs) blood. Is that true? Yeah. Actually... People think warm shit's how you get stuff out. Most of the time, it is blood. Yeah. It, if it's cold, you gotta get cold. You gotta coagulate it. Yeah, yeah. It's you gotta suck cold it. Cold, and you gotta steam vac it. You steam gotta, it. You gotta. How do uh, you steam cold? You gotta steam cold. You gotta cold vac it. You can't do that. Yeah, you just get one of them vacuum sealed cold bags for meat. <laughs> <laughs> Which they didn't have the technology back Damn, then. Damn, dude. You know what we should get are those vacuum pack bags and do it to our junk. No. Why not? It'll hurt. It'll suck. Yeah. It sucks, dude. It sucks, yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's give it a try. Pixel. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll make that. If we ever make a vinyl release. Yeah. I really wanted to for the 100th episode, but things didn't go as planned. No, man, but they might go. Who knows? We got a sponsor. We don't we have a code for them, dude. Code We're not going to tell you what it is yet. We're just going to tease your dick. Yeah, I mean, we kind of have a quasi-sponsor, whatever. Um... If we do vinyl, yeah, it's got to be the cover of vacuum packed nuts. Yeah, just fucking bags. God, dude. We can vacuum pack our dicks. Yeah, okay. Not together? Like, With your nuts in one, your dick in one? Or all together? Well, you mean like both of ours in the same bag? What, with sous vide them? No, 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 no. Let's put them in the same bag. No, no. This won't fit, man, on the cover. <laughs> you got to put a spine glass in there. What's a spine glass? A spine glass. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can spy. Blum, 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 blum. 
Well, I'll cut my dick off and attach it to a spyglass. Okay. Roger's life was documented in the 1992 book, The Man on the Grassy Knoll, written by John R. Craig and Philip A. Rogers. According to this work, Rogers was a CIA agent who likely impersonated Lee Harvey Oswald in Mexico City and, along with Charles Harrelson, was one of two shooters involved in the assassination of JFK. Now, if you remember Charles Harrelson from our JFK episode. We didn't do JFK episode. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you not over here to say that, you fucking moron? Yeah, I guess we didn't do a JFK episode. Well, Charles Harrelson, he also ties into Martin Luther King, so relax. That's what we did, Martin Luther King. Yeah, we did. If you'll remember Charles Harrelson from our Martin Luther King episode, he's a deep op. Now, the authors of this book allege that Rogers Harrelson and Chauncey Holt were, quote, the three tramps arrested in Dealey Plaza after the assassination that Rogers muddled his parents that's a funny word. Muddled? Yeah, he muddled his parents because his mother was tracking his many phone calls. Well, that's crazy, unless his mother was also a CIA operative. Yeah, how do you track them? I don't know. There's no cell phones. Are you listening in, Todd? <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> now, on this account, Rogers ended up fleeing to Guatemala, of course, after dismembering his parents. Publishers Weekly reviewed the book, stating the office the authors do a workmanlike job with their thesis, but the de- degree of poetic license in terms of reconstructing dialogue and attributed thought seems excessive here. And sourcing his virtually non-existent attributed thought is virtually non-existent. Black, God damn it, alcohol. He's sourced. His, his, he has no sources. That's what I'm trying to say. I had to porky pig it. He has no sources. He's just speaking hearsay. Assassination buffs, people who love the assassination theories, they welcome the book for its novelty value and easy readability. The book rocks. And also, there, it's got ties to some real-life shit. 1975, a Houston judge declared Rogers legally dead because he needed his estate to be probated. The case still remains officially unsolved, but Rogers is the only suspect that's not of JFK, of his parents. Houston forensic accountant Hugh Gardiner and his wife Martha have continued to investigate the case and concluded that Rogers did murder his parents, but he was later killed in Honduras. They dismissed John R. Craig and Philip Rogers' claim that Rogers was a CIA operative due to lack of evidence, but they admit that Rogers did have dealings with contract workers for the CIA when he worked as a seismologist. Guys, listen, if you're a CIA operative, there is no evidence. None. That's why they call him a spook. You don't exist. They don't want you to have a real life. And that's what I'm saying is super sketchy. Yeah, his parents probably were a CIA hit. And then if you look back, his military intelligence career leading into a seismologist career where he's privy to top secret things. I mean, if he had dealings with the CIA while he was a seismologist and that's on record, where do you think this thing went to? Well, a lot of these like CIA guys will do things like they'll, they'll get out of like military or whatever they're in. And they will have normal jobs, like, let's say, parts manager at a Nissan or a fucking uh, pizza delivery guy. So, And then they have, like, these lives where it's like, well, how can they have the house they have? They have all this other shit. Like, for instance, uh, the poet, the Poets Loft in Hot Springs. You know, are you familiar? Yeah. My, my grandpa said when he was a state trooper that there was uh, Central Intelligence Agency people training in that building. The Poets Loft? Yeah, before it was a Poets Loft. Oh, and so it was actually like a CIA headquarters, and he said that like they would do shit like take piano strings and train how to like fucking cut people's heads off piano strings, strangle them. Whoa! All this other shit. He was also uh, he was a uh, dairy man. He was, he was like a dairy, like a milkman. I was a dairy man. Actually, for 
not even that far away from your house, Humphrey's Dairy right now. Oh, milk I deliver. And he would uh, deliver milk to Maxine's, which is a bar now, but it was actually like a whorehouse back in the day. Fucking and they idea. would film him. Gotta get that milk. Because they would make him go upstairs. Your grandpa? Yeah, they would make him go upstairs and play slots because they had slot machines up there. And they were like, you know, you have to do this. So they, Basically because it was illegal back then. Blackmail slots. Epstein them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like a kind of a crazy thing. So a lot of these like CIA guys have these lives where it's like, okay, so like they can't handle it. They're moving with their parents. CIA, AKA come in ass, come in ass your parents ass after you cut them up. He did. He had to, you can't cut someone up and not bust in or around them. Well, you know, how do you make it to Honduras and then die? Bust. You take the bus train. The bus train. I'm on the bus train. Woo. 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 Now, the Gardeners believe that Rogers planned the murder of his parents for years. His father was allegedly abusive, and both of his parents together were devious con artists. According to the Gardeners, Fred Rogers worked as a bookie who regularly engaged in illegal activities such as gambling and fraud. They believe he continued abusing Charles into adulthood and then began stealing large sums of money from him when he was working as a seismologist. After killing and dismembering his parents, the Gardeners say that Rogers fled the U.S. from Mexico and was never found because he was aided by quote-unquote powerful friends he met through his ham radio hobby and while working for various oil and mining companies. They have theorized that Rogers eventually made his way to Honduras, which is where he was killed over a wage dispute with local miners. What a tale. Yeah, also probably Central Intelligence Agencies. Yeah, because if you're trying to fucking pull minerals out of the earth, who else? Well, you know, it could also be things like... uh, Busting up a union? uh, Or also, um, there's a lot of uh, UFO and alien hotspots over there. Yeah, true. Maybe he was entangled in that, and they were bum, like, bum, 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 let's make him bum. a serial killer. Or let's make him a killer because he killed his parents. Sure. Because he also knows about all these different uh, places in Mexico where uh, UFOs have landed. I'm not a killer, but don't push me. Gay sex is the sweetest joy next to having gay sex. Dude, you know, that's uh, come with me, Hail Mary, inward come quick, see. That came on. Shuffle in the kitchen the other day. Yeah. It's got the craziest lyrics in it. He goes, it's like my mama said, never stop till you bust a nut. That's weird. Yeah. Imagine your mom being like, buddy, I got some advice for you. No. Never stop until you bust a nut. Mom's giving me a lot of terrible advice. (laughs) That's good advice, I guess. She's never given me that advice. Yeah. She's giving me some bad advice. That's a crazy conversation to have with your mom. Yeah, she was right about a lot of things. Such as the CIA. Yeah, probably that. But she also was like, that woman you married for the first time? Big. She's like, I don't trust her. Salute. She's going to try to control you. Whore. And if she does, I'm coming over. And I was like, oh, crap. Damn, that's the worst punishment than marriage. Yeah, oh. Just your mom could drop him by. That's why I'm so used to the bad shit. You know? <laughs> Being around my mom forever. Yeah. She stinks. S T I N K S stinks. Yeah, this is such a fucking wild ter- tale to me. And you know, like with all, it just goes down the, the conspiracy theory fucking trail. And that leaves you just wondering where exactly do the fucking tales begin and end? In October 2003. Red Book Publishing read the book that I read, The Icebox Murders, and it's just, it's called a novel. You read that book? Yeah, it's called a novel because it's not, it's supposedly not factual. It was that, this was the book that Hugh and Martha Gardiner finally put out, which, you know, if they can't call it a nonfiction, we're in trouble. And according to a review in the Houston Press, The Icebox Murders is written as fact based fiction and supposition. There are many unnamed characters in the book, various politicians and attorneys, as well as eyewitnesses who said they saw Rogers in Honduras after 1965. Publishers Weekly referred to the book as fact-based fiction, which is not like you're blowing them out. It's a novel. The house in which the murders took place was located at 1815 Driscoll Street 
After the murders, the house remained empty and unsold until it was torn down in 1972, when the lot remained empty until 2000, and the condos that stand there today were built on the lot. And again, Rogers was never fucking found. He just disappeared. And you don't really just disappear. No. You have to be involved in something bigger than we know about to completely be wiped off the face of the planet with no fucking trace. For you to be... Oh, it didn't, did it go into detail about how his dad actually died? He he murdered his dad, dude. Okay, but like it says like his mom was murdered execution style, right? So shot in the back of the head. He did. You missed the part where he smashed... Here, his mom, his dad's head in with a hammer and dug his eyes out with the claws of it. Yeah, no, no, I didn't miss that, but like... That's the details of it, brother. Okay, but how did he... If he did, then, you know, the mom had to go first, right? No, I think second. I think he killed the dad first and it's then so crept up on the mom. shoot somebody in the back of the head execution style. Well, unless she, she was asleep and he dragged dad out and smashed him. Dude, somebody gets smashed in the head? We've seen videos of people get stabbed with screwdrivers. Oh, man. Three and the, guys the want to sound they make, you know? Woo-woo. Yeah, maybe. I don't really know. So it had to be mom first and then dad. Possibly. Separately. Probably. Because, like, you know, you're as a child, your upbringing has to do with a lot with your mom. Is it, yeah. There's no real history here about what his relationship with his mom was like. Yeah, his dad was supposedly abusive and a, a criminal. Yeah. So maybe he, like, killed mom to save face for like what he was about to do probably you know i don't know Very i mean he, he definitely had more mercy on her time of death is an important thing here maybe it's something that they need to investigate again go back you can check the time of death even now with dna evidence like even when they're sliced up and washed and yeah, shit yeah sure hmm um science has made like a pretty good leap since then you know it if you think about it, it makes more sense to shoot somebody in the back of the head than call somebody's eyes out with a hammer. As well, yeah, but also you think he probably had mercy. Oh, you're saying like the order of it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's like maybe I, I do care about my mom a little bit, but she yeah, did, I think she he had. Allow, I think he had mercy on his mom. She did allow him to do these things to me, right? But then also could have been at the same time. I'm so, sure it was like, yeah, back to back. I mean, but what if it was the same time though? Like somebody shot her in the back of the head, and somebody else called him in the face with a hammer. Then it'd be a CIA operative thing where you could play. Also, it. very popular, or the CIA. Fuck the CIA, Kaczynski did ass and cooked his brain all up and filled him full of thoughts of his mom hating him and his dad hating him. A very popular thing in this time period, though. This is when it was happening. Yeah. I mean, this is when. It was real hard to say. And I'm also, you, you know, usually like this was the this was the time of the birth of MK Ultra. I mean, this was right around when Kaczynski was getting fried up. I always get kind of weird about the status quo. It's like this could happen. It's like, man, yeah. I don't know because, like, you know, even if you're abused as a kid, you most of the time you're still able to like sympathize with your parents. Well, yeah, you're still a human being, most and as a human being, you can rationalize error and fault. Most people can even sympathize with their step parents. You motherfucker! You hope? Nah, man. I I don't give a shit. Kill me, dude. (laughs) What? Kill me. (laughs) Yeah, you always are asking for it. Get famous. Um, Yeah, man. It it, it, this is really a fucking melon scratcher because the ties that he had. I mean, supposedly they're like the three guys that got arrested in the square after the shooting of JFK. And then it's got tied. The other guy's got ties to MLK as a CIA operative, possibly that's just doing assassinations. And he was impersonating Lee Harvey Oswald. If you believe the story. I mean, it could be that, you know, what's the first thing you do? You get rid of all these witnesses. Yeah. All the loose ends. You got to get rid of them. Yeah. So like, so if his parents were privy to the information. Well, you know, he lived at the house. Right. And they were like, you don't tell anybody shit. He's slipping notes under the door. To yeah. Because he's like, I can't tell him any of the stuff I've seen. Sure. And they're like, well, that's still not enough. We gotta, we're going to kill everybody. Probably. Go in the house and kill them all. That makes more sense than somebody cutting their parents up to me. And then just framing them to be a psychopath. Sure. 
Because no one will ever look back into that. No one's going to open that file up. Yeah, yeah. And you got to think, too, this is also around the time that serial killers are starting to be a kind of a, a, a thing, a popular thing. Yep. You know, I don't know. This is a very strange case. Yeah, I mean, then the fact that it was never solved and that, and that it had been investigated so thoroughly for so long. And they couldn't find him. He had to have gone somewhere. Yeah. And the Honduras shit is just hearsay. And if he did go to Honduras, that's like, that's where a lot of fucking agents would have been shipped off to. Yeah, maybe he makes some really radical fucking pupusas, you know? I love that. Love a I do too, man. It's like just a stuffed pancake, man. Ooh, getting me hot. I know where to get them right now. Where about? They're open still. Yeah. I'm full, dude. Full of shit. You want? Nah, my guts feel the, bad. They have the pork cheese ones, dude. Oh god, where's it at though? Uh, over by the racetrack. There's two of them. Papooses? Yeah, dude. God damn. Might be a secret. There might be CIA operatives, bro. Might be a secret, man, because that sauce you dip them in there is fucking good. There's another spot with my That's house. That's CIA sauce, bro. There's another spot with my house that does a steak and chorizo. That don't make sense, because, like, chorizo. I, I hate chorizo, dude. Yeah, I know. I know you say that. And I'm the same way, because it's kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, but, dude, the chorizo at this spot. Unless it's got parent brains in it. It's like got to have that because the consistency of the fucking chorizo is not like other chorizo. It's brain-like. It's not, it's not all fucking greasy and shit. It's just yeah. like saucy. Man. But yeah, I mean, I just have a hard time processing this one. It's one of those ones like this is not the time in history where I need to be catching fucking conspiracy vibes, you know, because there's too much going on in the world. So hopefully we didn't dump too much on you and kook you out. But at the same time, folks, you got to be aware. None of the shit's new. Nope. There's been sketchy shit going on since before the before. Before the before, man. And we got to look out for each other. We got to make sure everyone's safe. And if that means diving into some kooky shit every once in a while, well, you think I'm crazy? I might be the one to fucking turn it over for you, you know? Fired up. I'm trying my best. Did you see that guy that went to prison and then he like got diagnosed with having coronavirus? <laughs> And he, like, filmed the entire thing. He was like, no, nah, this is a revolution. I don't have that shit. It's not real. Whoa. And the cops come in, and they're like, no, you, you're going to have to go home. He's like, I'm not going home. You can't make me. Have you seen that video yet? No, that's wild, it's though. It's wild as shit. They're trying to kick him out of jail? No, they're trying to kick him out of fucking uh, hospital. Oh, you said prison. No, he had been to prison. Oh, okay. He's like, you guys are trying to fuck me since I was a kid. Put me in all this medicine. This ain't real. Whoa. None of this is real. I don't have that shit. And he's like coughing. Whoa. And then he pulls his mask off and he's like, fuck y'all. Like, dude. Did you see a video of the dude that like, came in and spit on oranges and the owner got wrecked? Sl- yeah. Dude, that's one of the greatest slaps I've ever seen. It's so good, man. The guy got like head over heels slapped. But it's a fucking nightmare out there, man. Like, there, you know, the, the problem with me is that I don't care about most days. But I got my days where I freak out. But most days. And it's not just the virus or whatever. That's just how I am in life. Like, it's hard to make me pay attention to or care about anything. Well, really just traumatize kids, man. Yeah, it's exactly that. Like, I'm already shut off to the world. I don't believe anything. I don't trust anybody. So I'm not, like, a fucking reliable news source or anything like that. However, certain articles catch my mind, man, because you got to think. At this point, we've seen so much shit. Like Epstein, if Epstein didn't make you fucking peel your brain back and just go, what's real and what's fake? Who's lying and who's not? I don't feel like we can trust any politician. I don't feel like we can trust the media for anything. So I feel lost and clueless most of the time. Actually, there was a panhandle the other day, and I know who they are, and they're actually homeless. They're like, they're bad heroin junkies. But they stand outside the racetrack, and he had a really badass sign that said, Got two frogs cook eggs. There's the aliens hot pockets, and then he said, Epstein did it." Yeah, give me some money. <laughs> Tight. Did you I give him some gas? Yeah, give him some money. <laughs> you got to. But yeah, man. I mean, I, I try to make a. What well, I'm trying to make is a positive statement in that only thing that you can trust or count on is your fellow low level human being. You know, your neighbor, your friends, your family, people that you know for a fact you can trust. You really got to lean on that and rely on that when it's sketchy outside because 
Again, man, you, you just can't look at the media. Something you can trust. You definitely you if like if you really think again. I said this shit before, and and a lot of people don't like to hear it. But if you really think there's anybody in government looking out for you at this point, you're fucking retarded. Yeah, you're dumb. They don't care. They don't give a shit about you. It's a they have a job and they want to keep that job, just like you want to keep your job. If I ha- if if there was two different businesses and you supported them. But they had the same boss. That's that's what the fuck government is. You're like, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat. None of that really fucking matters. No, the dude. The day, they're they doing the same, same job. Goddamn boss. And they're doing shit. the same job. You know? It's it. How many delegates show up? Does your vote really fucking count? Because if it did, no. Bernie Sanders would be up there, dude. I mean, just, you would think so, and I, I know that we're like I don't know why. It, yeah, I don't, you know, maybe it's just a few people that have complained about it. But I, I, I'm again, I try to disclaim this every time. I'm not smart enough to get into politics talk, and we are. I mean, the the meat of the episode's over, so I don't feel like we're rambling off point here. But we still kind of are on point because it's like we're talking about government trustability and accountability. Because if this guy was involved in JFK or not, who knows? But the fact of the matter is, is that he was flying so close to the sun with the jobs that he had and the way his parents got killed. It just makes you look back and think his past is too muddied up. You don't just disappear off well, the face of the earth. Even with that, so think about this, man. So Patton Oswalt, what's his name? Not Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt, Oswalt, the guy that killed JFK, right? Lee Harvey Oswalt. Lee Harvey Oswalt. Who got? Who killed him? Uh, the his handler. God damn it! Also, his that guy's girlfriend babysat him. Right. It just makes yeah. They sense. lived in the same apartment complex. It does not make sense. That guy was raised to be an operative. Yeah, you yeah. Know? They lived in the same apartment complex too as adults, and they, he was paranoid about the same people following him around over and over. But all I can tell you is this: is that the song we picked this week rips. <laughs> what because, is it? Like I've said before, I think this is one of the most underrated death metal bands. Serial yeah. Butcher. Yeah. Frankie in the freezer. Yeah. It doesn't have to do with these people being in the freezer, but it has to do with somebody getting yeah, cold yeah. in their fridge, man. Cut up and colded. Serial killer. Fucking, I mean, serial. serial uh, Butcher slaps. Butcher is fucking insane. Great bands. Uh, yeah, I was trying to drive my point home, though, and I just fucked up because I'm a little bit drunk right now. But we're in a nightmare situation, folks, and I don't know what it will take. I wish I had answers. I would love to hear answers. If you have answers, send them my way because I'm generally concerned for the planet. I mean, you got the fucking – I dove deep into Epstein. I watched the fucking Waco miniseries. It's just state government it seems to be the worst thing going. I mean, you let – they were going to let – before Epstein got quote-unquote killed or he killed himself, whatever. Either It doesn't matter which way you take it. He's dead. And when they were going to prosecute him, they he already had a deal made. Everyone that he dealt with was going to be not even interrogated. So, like, just Lane Maxwell, she's a CIA and Mossad operative. Her dad was. I mean, we're living in a nightmare world. And so then to look at, like, you know, I don't know if Bernie was the right guy or not, but how the fuck did Joe Biden become the guy? That can't be accurate. Like, it, I, like just looking at social media – I don't. There's. I never saw anyone say anything positive about Joe Biden before this. I, I can tell you this, and we've both dealt with Roger Clinton. Yeah, you know, just bouncing at bars. Sure. The things that that guy's done to get kicked out. Of, I've walked in on him snorting fucking cocaine. Yeah, he's pretty open about it. And then just being like, "What the fuck are you gonna do to me?" Yeah, you know, my, you know who my brother is. Yeah, and then I. Well, you can't be here. Yeah. Make me leave, and then I'll go up to the owner, and I'll be like, "Well, he's cool. It's fine. It don't matter. He can do whatever he wants." Yeah. And that dude just said to me, "He's like, I've got, I've got my money paid for any jail stay. Yeah, I don't have to go to jail. He's giving me cash. You know, it's like, okay, well, what the fuck, man? You yeah, know, like he'll leave, and he'll be cool when he gets outside. He'll be, you play golf? No, man, I don't play golf. You come up to the house, and fuck some whores, and like." What the fuck, dude? That's crazy, man. My mom has definitely had sex with him. You think so? Because they partied together a bunch. And I did like Yeah, she, but your mom's gross and he was she fucking told good me that premium shit. pigs. She dude. told me that shit and I didn't believe it. He was fucking premium and then pigs. I, I did a security thing for uh the uh Horseman's Foundation at the racetrack. Horseman. And my mom was there and Roger was there 
and then like they were just partying and like smooching on each other's necks and shit. Oh, it was rough time, <laughs> Roger. Because like, every time he says, "You know who the fuck I am?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're from Pumpkinhead Four. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's like, how you get his ass. Or I go Biodome, you know, or whatever. That's how you like, get his ass. He's like, man, yeah, like you know the true the true flicks. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, well, fuck, man. I mean, I'm just sucked away again, and I hate to be a negative Nancy, but with all the shit going on in the fucking world, man. Don't trust uh, me. No. You just can't. You can't. And I just feel bad for people. Like, I see a lot of my friends thinking the worst, like, oh, you can't go outside. And look, I'm not, I can't be the guy to tell you to not listen to that, but I can be the guy to tell you that, Jesus, man, you, you can't listen to anything anyone says. No. Look what it not adds up us. to. Not even us. Not even us. There's nobody out there that you can lean on. You just have to make up your own mind. And it may be the wrong decision. It may be the right decision. There's just only one way to find out. And there's no better person to hold accountable than yourself. So personally get your shit together. That's the best I can tell you. If all your fucking ducks are in a row in your life, there's no one else to blame. There's no one else that can really come for you. And uh, I hope everyone's doing great out there. I really, really do. I hope that this isn't making you depressed, stir-crazy, fiscally causing you trouble guys we're about to go through a great depression there's no way around it we're about to be the most poor this country's ever been i mean oil is negative right now oil is at negative 50 dollars a barrel what does that even mean we're about to go through some real fiscal shit and it's a made-up number it is it's all a made-up number that's the problem you know I, we're going zeitgeist and I'm always ranting and I feel like people want to hang up on these podcasts. That's why I wait till the end to get ranty on this one. But it's like, dude, we know, we all know for a fact the federal reserve is not part of the government. It just continuously produces money. And so if you listen to like Republican radio, which is what I listen to in the afternoons, and I listen to NPR in the mornings, just driving to and from work. And it's not because I really want to keep up. I just got to know kind of what's going on. But the left wing radio, they want to know where the money is coming from. The right-wing radio, they want to know where the money's coming from. They point to China. They point to Russia. It's not, guys. Money doesn't exist. No. It's so easy to look into and figure out. And I'm not saying that as, like, the, the conspiracy theory guy because I try not to be. But the Federal Reserve, and the best place to look at, if you're really genuinely curious, is Eisenhower's speech about the military-industrial complex. That's real. It's a hundred percent real, you guys. Yeah, here's the thing. So, so there's a there's a new TV show that's going to come out. You always have a test group, right? For all these political events, it's China. Yeah, China is the test group. Sure, everybody's got cell phones. So you can keep track of them. You can do all these other things. They lie about the numbers of how many people die from things. Of course, they do. If five G is a real thing, that's where they tested it out at. Which is what they did. You know, they did test that out there. But I don't think the 5G thing is real. I don't believe that. I know that definitely cell phone towers definitely affect human behavior. Make you more impulsive, whatever. Maybe that's why there's more ADHD kids than there ever was. Maybe we were oblivious to it before. I don't know. This is some crazy shit that we're living in right now. Yes. And I'm still living my life the way I normally did. You know? Let's... Let's just keep doing that, but minus like, dude, just like when I say that, I don't have a lot of human interaction unless it's on social media. Even with the kids I work with right now, I heed the warning and go, ah, you, like I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to drop some shit off at your camp. But I mean, like we're going to only can talk on Facebook, dude. Yeah. I, you know, I, I do that and that's fine with me too. It actually makes my life a little easier. But at some point as a, People person. Some people are people. People persons. You're gonna have to get. You're gonna have to get to where you're acclimated to that. Like be yeah. that way on social media, I guess. Sure. You know, don't get sick. Don't do anything. But also, don't ignore it. Don't be the guy that's like, I need a haircut. Like, yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can shave your head. If it's I that hate bad. how you just fucking fart right in that <laughs> right up to your mouth. It's my fart, dude. I like you. It. Ask mouth yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, man, hopefully we didn't gloom and doom you too much. This is a fun podcast because I do love to think about kooky shit. This one is one of those ones where there's literally no answers. And after that many years, you think there should be some information that stacks up, but nope. So Godspeed. Find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Death Metal Detectives. 
Find us on uh, all social media. We'll definitely talk to you if you like that sort of thing. Just, you know, help us grow if you like the podcast. That helps everybody out. We love you, and we will see you on the next episode. Hey, if you guys want the uh, notes from the Icebox murders, we'll send them to you. We'll sign them and send them to you. Okay. Let's just do that, dude. Sure. And thanks to Andy Campbell for help with the research, as always. What a bad motherfucker. Yep. Lick my dick. Suck my my butt. butt.